Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to The Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Today we're going to be talking about family office services, and this is actually part two of a two-part podcast that Tim has put together for us, and I'm going to let Tim explain what we're talking about today. Good morning, Tim. How are you? Uh, you know, I'm doing great. Thank you very much. How are you doing? Oh, fantastic. It is a beautiful day. It is sunny. I'm looking forward to getting out this weekend and, and doing some fun activities outside. Exactly. Spring is almost here. Yes, 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 and it's about time. All right, so family office services, this is part two. If, if you have not heard part one, please go back and listen to that podcast. It's a really foundational podcast for this, and I know we're going to dive a little bit deeper today. So, Tim, where are we starting today with this? Well, we talked last time about just generally about family office services and why we have them. We go through this normal financial planning process where we're putting together plans, we're implement them, we monitor them, we continually update them. And oftentimes, it's not overly complicated. But sometimes we do run across primarily business owners, clients with aging transitions, clients that need advanced planning, where they need something more complicated, where they need more governance, more structure, more processes. And that's where we get into family office services. And we talked last time about really what that entails. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes we offer what we call like a light version of family office services, and that's really clients need bill pay services or tax planning and preparation. Or, you know, sometimes if they have multiple properties, they have a business, they've got children who are across the country, they need just basic bookkeeping and accounting services. Also, we do things like managing their health care. So those are more like light, mm -hmm. we call them light version. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they get into more advanced family office services where they're really looking to establish, I should say, document their legacy, pass that legacy, that knowledge down to the next generation. So they're looking more for family governance. You know, we've talked in previous podcasts about lifelong learning, education funds. I've worked with clients that want to pass some of their business acumen or business knowledge down to the next generation. So they form almost like a family bank where they, you know, where they do business planning. And then again, as I mentioned earlier, more and more we're using family office type services where clients or their parents or their children or grandchildren have healthcare issues or mm -hmm. they need to talk about financial decisions and protecting them and lifestyle and things like that. I have a question. When, when you're looking at all the different services that you offer, I know that I'm a big advocate or proponent of people taking things off their plate. Like, for instance, yard work. I enjoy mowing my lawn, right? That, that's not something that I would want to have somebody come and do and do for me. My wife loves to garden. She loves to, we love to do landscaping and learn new things and, and do all that. So that's not something that I would want taken off my plate as far as if I could afford to have somebody come and do something for me. That probably wouldn't be one of them. But laundry... I hate doing laundry. My wife doesn't like doing laundry either. If I could afford to have somebody come in and help us with our laundry once or twice a week, I think that's something that I would want to take off my plate. With that in mind, with all these different services, 
what do you find are the most, the ones that people want most to get taken off their place so they don't have to do it? I find, I joke that I'm a recovering accountant, but mm-hmm. um, I like the numbers part of it. But I find that a lot of my clients don't necessarily enjoy that part of it. Yeah. Ultimately, if you've worked hard to create wealth and you're looking to, to use that wealth to get the maximum return on your life, mm-hmm. enjoy your life, the less time you have to focus on organizing, accounting, and maintaining the details, the better off you're going to be because you can spend your time with your grandchildren, trips, travel, yeah. bird watching, whatever it is that your favorite hobbies are. So it really is it's the detail, nuts and bolts. So you mentioned, for example, laundry. I talked to a client yesterday who has three properties. So there's, they live in the Midwest, but they have a home in Florida, home in Arizona. Mm. So just the hiring, re- screening, you know, you want a contractor come in, who's doing all that? You know, mm-hmm. how are you going to screen that process? And those are some of the things my clients like to do, but a lot of clients don't. So we try to take that off their shoulders with these types of services. Oh, that's great. And what I wanted to kind of focus on today was, so let's say you do, you are interested in family office services and you're looking for the next step. You know, how do you know that you even need or want these? Mm-hmm. And, and if you do, where do you go? There's a lot of different industry publications that will give you different guidelines. But I would say what I've seen the, the most is that families that have, let's say, $200, $250 million or more, they generally are going to, it's going to be more economical, more cost effective for them to create what they call a single family office. So they can basically create the structure themselves. We can work with them to do that, but they might literally get an office and furniture and they might hire a CPA or somebody to staff it. So I I have a client who has a family foundation who has done something like that. Hmm. And in cases where, you know, maybe you're the, you don't have a net worth like that, which is most people, Somewhere between 25 or 50 million, maybe upwards to 200 million, I've seen and I've read that they'll form what they call multifamily offices. So let's say you have a $50 million net worth, and we've seen where they might pool together with other families of similar size so that they can do it together and you know get the scale and jointly meet the economics in order to make it cost effective for them. Interesting. But really, the people that we work with mostly – they're not going to be in the family office and they're not going to necessarily want to create the structure of a formal single family office. So that's where we focus on what we call family office light or even nowadays more of a virtual family office. Mm -hmm. And what that entails really is you mentioned the person looking for laundry. Well, they likely have some key person that they trust out in Arizona, let's say, or out down in Florida or wherever their properties are. They might have a series of rental properties or businesses in different Mm -hmm. parts of the country Mm -hmm. and people they trust. But what we're really talking about in the family office, like the light version, is really creating a structure where that that team becomes part of what we call a virtual team or network. It's really just documenting that, who are you going to call? If something happens where I need, I know you're in Nebraska and I've read a lot about the floods in Nebraska. So if I have a property in Nebraska, my client does, who are we going to call? And we go right to that network, that established screened process network mm-hmm. um, to find those people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, I, I can't imagine trying to coordinate that on your own. I know that for folks that have multiple rental properties, they usually hire a management company, right? The, those people are going to take care of what the maintenance needs are. If a tenant is going to move out, they take care of finding a new tenant. And that really takes a lot off their plate because I can't imagine if you're out of state, 
and you have to all of a sudden you have to find some tenants for your home or your apartment complex, that would be so much stress and time trying to figure all that out from a different location. So, I mean, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And so, for example, I have a client here in Northwest Indiana. Their son is purchasing a property, a second property in Chicago. So we have a network established of an attorney, a CPA, a an insurance agent, a property and casualty agents who, because like for attorneys are pretty much state driven. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't really work across state lines. That's often the case too. For example, even if you're with State Farm, they have a different entity you work with in Illinois versus Indiana. So you have this network of people you immediately call that is already screened and proven so that you can get these things done. Lenders, you know, who is the preferred lender we're mm-hmm. going to work mm-hmm. with in Chicago now? And then in terms of the attorney in Chicago, what kind of entity, LLC, S-Corp, what kind of asset protection? So some of it is really creating these formal structures of networks, virtual networks, so we know who to call when we're when things are uh, imminent or when we need to do things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And part of that also covers more and more for our clients' lifestyle. So as our clients are aging and getting older, and as their parents are aging and getting older, a big thing is transitioning to healthcare or considering healthcare. Where are you going to live? Mm-hmm. When is that next move going to be a downsizing to a house or is it going to be downsizing to maybe to a community where you can graduate to different levels of healthcare as you need it? So a lot of that family office virtual network is really screening and, and identifying what are the options depending on where people want to live. So it, a lot of it has to do with documenting and gathering information. And again, that goes right back to a very, very emotional topic for families. And I know that you run family meetings and you you help your clients through these situations, but specifically with lifestyle, when you're talking about grandparents or even parents that are getting to that point, maybe there's some cognitive impairment, maybe there's some medical issues that aren't going to make it possible for them to stay in the home. However, they really want to, right? And trying to make those decisions, like I know that those can be very, very emotional from my own experience with, with family members that have gone through Alzheimer's, dementia, things like that. It's tough. So how do you help these families come to those conclusions about what's best for the family member that maybe can't make the decision on their own or they're part of the decision-making process, but maybe they're being a little bit stubborn with, I can still take care of myself. I really don't need all this help. But in truth, for safety reasons, they probably really do. Yeah, it's super hard. <laughs> yeah, I said this yesterday. I probably say it once a week to a client or to a CPA attorney. If I went back to college where I took, I think, about 90 hours of finance and accounting out of 120, I would have taken a little more psychology Yeah, yeah. Uh, because that's it's super emotional. Specifically with lifestyle, we have an assessment checklist where we will first talk to the client, if we're deal, if we're talking about them in particular, a lot of times we're talking about their parents, but you want to ask them what types of things are in terms of their lifestyle are they outsourcing now? I mean, that could be as I have a pool person, I have a cleaning person, mm-hmm. but it could also be I have healthcare coming in every day. So, but there's a series of questions you ask when you're talking about their parents. Where are the key documents? This is a really big thing because mm-hmm. we work with a lot of families who end up going through the estate when their parents pass. And if we can do that now while their parents are alive, it just makes it so much easier for everybody. And we save hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. So one of the questions we ask when we're doing our assessment is, 
do you have all your key documents, but also mm-hmm. are your parents' documents organized? Having to go through it after the fact, it, it would make such an impact, not only time-wise, but also financially, there are some serious pitfalls if you don't have the house in order, so to speak, before a tragic event happens. So how do you help your families have that conversation with their parents? The best success we've had is when we talk to the families first, we go through the checklist that we know that we're going to have to go through with the parents, we guide them so that they can try and get as much of that information in advance Mm -hmm. as possible. But then ultimately, the best success we have is when we then meet with the parents also. So we're meeting with the clients, we're meeting with their parents, and it could just be gathering data, gathering questions. Mm -hmm. I think one of the most emotional parts of aging from what I've seen is lack of control or the fear of giving up control. Absolutely. Giving up the driver's license is just so big. Yeah. Giving up the ability to drive and have the flexibility to walk out and just go somewhere. And if the person who is being planned for isn't involved in the conversation, the plan, in my mind, just won't work. So you just truly need to get everybody involved. And I'm always a fan of more transparency, more conversation, more what ifs than less. Yeah, I'm I'm really, really hoping and excited that Tesla gets everything in order and the government starts to let things through. So by the time I'm needing to give up my driver's license, then I can just get in my car and tell it where to go because I, <laughs> I don't want to lose the mobility. And I think that's really the key thing. It's, it's people think they're losing their freedom and that can be very, very difficult to get past. You said something a moment ago about a checklist. Is that checklist available to families and, and people if they want to go to your website and download it or if they want to contact you? Can you email them that checklist just to see what they should be going through? Definitely. We have we have a, what we call a family needs assessment, and it breaks it down into, number one, if you're a business owner, what are some of the questions you need to be asking yourself as they relate to whether you need some of these services? You know, who's mm-hmm. responsible for all the different things that are happening, and how, what are you outsourcing now, and who's coordinating it? Then we talked about lifestyle. That's the second category in the checklist. So as it relates to lifestyle, there's a series of questions we go through to, to really identify what are you doing now, what what the needs are, and it's we call it a gap analysis. So if we can identify if there's any gaps between what you want to happen, what you're currently doing, if there's ways we can help you get there more efficiently, better, then that's what we're looking for and that's what we try to identify. And then the third section is really as it relates to family, and family is the client themselves, their kids, their grandkids, and also their parents. And we're really looking for to identify first primarily what the goals are, what the client's goals are in terms of providing for and protecting the next generation and mm-hmm. the, the parents above them. And then we really walk down a checklist to say, you know, what are they doing? Is there long-term care insurance? Is there a plan to move? And, and it's, like you said, it's super emotional. Yeah. And for those that are hearing this podcast right now, I want you to really, really think about something. There is a stage in life where we kind of, it's almost a flip-flop of how we were when we were younger. So when, if you're parents and you have kids, you know that when you've told your children something, it can make perfect sense to you. It should make perfect sense to them, but they just don't want to listen. They don't want to accept it, whatever it is. But all of a sudden the neighbor tells them that, or a teacher at school tells them that, and it clicks. It's like, oh yeah, they totally get it, but it's exactly how you told them. But because you're their parent, it didn't go through, or they just didn't want to hear it from you. The reverse happens in in my experience, Tim. I don't know if you you've seen this, but 
if you're a child and you're trying to tell your parents something, a lot of times, again, it's an emotional thing. They don't want to listen to you. Even though you could phrase it the best way possible, they're just not going to accept it from you because there's emotion involved. That's the beauty of what Tim does and his team do. When having this conversation, they can be the ones that tell them and then they have the epiphany. Hey, this is something that you need to look into because this would be best for your taxes. This would be best for your financial future, for your income, or for your goals of wanting to give things to your grandchildren. When they say it, they're much more bound to listen because he's the professional. I'm using air quotes here, but he is the professional. And it's not a decision that you're making for your parents. They're hearing it from a professional and there's there's just another level of respect there because they're hearing it from him. And it makes him the bad guy. <laughs> Sorry, Tim, but it can make him the bad guy instead of you. So just think about that as you reach out to Tim and his team for this checklist, know that that conversation can happen and they may be a little bit more accepting from an outside source than from within the family. That's exactly right. We always do this discovery meeting. Like I mentioned, we create a gap analysis, but the third part is what we call mutual commitment. And, you know, everyone has to commit to whatever plan we're going to implement and nobody's going to commit if they're not, if they've not been part of creating that plan. Mm -hmm. And more than not, clients will tell me that they've been saying the same thing to their children, grandchildren, parents, but having it come from us yeah. uh, enables that mutual commitment to happen. Yeah. And, and a lot of it also is the discovery process of gathering information is also very emotional because parents, grandparents, kids, they're often very protective about, do I have enough? Do I not have enough? Have I done this properly? Did I make mistakes? What are they going to think if I fully disclose where I'm at? It's super emotional. Mm -hmm. um, the whole process is. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So that's really what I wanted to cover today. It's we talked about family office services. I don't really get involved too much in the single family or the multifamily with the larger families like that. But I do a lot of work with the family office light versions or the virtual family office. And the benefit is you're creating structure and process that really makes you or allows you to enjoy your life, enjoy the wealth and do the things you like to do and not have to worry about some of the other minute details. Yeah, I'd love to go outside and enjoy the outside more instead of doing that laundry. So, <laughs> Well, I'm not going to do that for you. I'm just oh, saying. Come on, Tim. Yeah. Isn't that part of the service? I could have sworn I read that on that checklist. No, no, maybe, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I appreciate your time today, Tim. And, and if folks want that checklist, they want to get a hold of you, what is the best way to reach you? The best way to reach is go to our website. It's called HightowerGreatLakes.com, or you can call me anytime. It's 219-246-5370. That's my direct line. All right, Tim, thank you so much. I hope everyone listening, if you're in this situation and you're thinking, you know what, this is a conversation that I at least need to have and start, please don't wait. Don't hesitate to call. It's not going to cost you anything just to start that conversation and see what Tim and his team can do for you. It'll be worth your time for sure. Again, thanks for listening to the WealthStream Podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. And again, if you've got some friends or some family that need to hear this podcast to know what Tim and his team do and what they can do to help, please share it. It'll be valuable to them and they'll really appreciate it. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to the WealthStream podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities, LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors, LLC.